Hello and welcome to episode 82 of the Innerware Conversation. I'm Nikki Cross and I'm speaking differently because everyone in my house is still asleep. So this episode is going to sound a little bit different because I've not long woke up and everyone else is asleep. Um, so, <laughs> but let's jump in. I want to talk to you today about the power of self-reflection. So in the last episode, I talked about how Thrive Together would be changing over the summer of 2022. I explained a little bit about the method. If you haven't already heard it, go back, listen to that episode. It's not a prerequisite for this one, though. It has been great to hear from a lot of you off the back of that episode. So firstly, thank you for contacting me. If this is you, I appreciate your comments, your input, your feedback. One of the conversations that did happen off the back of that episode was actually a member, currently a member of Thrive Together, who I ended up having a bit of a chat with about the method and specifically the weekly wrap up, the weekly review that we do and how they felt resistance to it. So firstly, I just want to point out that I love the level of honesty that I have with my clients. Like it doesn't work if we don't have this. And I love that they'll just without withholding anything back, they'll just tell me that they're not in integrity or they're not doing something that they know they want to be or feel like they should be doing, not from a place of obligation, but from a place of literally like their own growth. And it takes honesty, it takes real courage to be that honest with yourself, never mind another person. So anyway, this client specifically was explaining their resistance to the weekly review that we do inside the Thrive First Method. And they said, you know, I can't understand it because I logically know it's good for me and I logically know what I get out of it, but I still don't want to do it. (laughs) Every week, I still have a lot of resistance to reviewing, looking back, wrapping up. And if you're not sure what a weekly review is, it's part of the Thrive First Method. So we look back and we review in order to see what went well, what didn't, and we just take the lessons and we intentionally leave the rest behind. So it's a little bit like this part in your week where you can look back and you can see, you can sort of take a bird's eye objective view of what's happened. Did you make progress? Did you not make progress? And why? Um, And then intentionally moving into your weekend with with the energy that you want to be bringing. And I've designed the method this way because we learn so much in hindsight. You only have to look at the old learning theories like the cold method. Um, If you're not sure what that is, I can link it in the show notes. But you can see that basic practices done over time really do make a significant impact on your life and business. It's just, they just do. But what I wanted to show my client was why they felt the resistance to reviewing their week and why, if left to their own devices completely on autopilot, why they would probably skip that part of the method and just keep turning up to hour one every Monday and plan out their week without the weekly reflection, because that's what they were saying to me that they wanted to do. So I'm bringing this to the table to the inner work conversation today, because although this was just one person and although, and obviously it's a Thrive Together member, I've also seen this behavior throughout my whole career in learning and development, even before I had my own business. When I used to work in corporate, everyone hated appraisals. Everyone hated um, when I used to run induction um, programs for businesses. 
And part of my induction programs was at the end of the week, getting the new starts to reflect back on the week and see what they could have done more of, less of or different. They didn't want to do it. No one wants to do self-reflection. And that's, we're going to explore it in this episode today. But a lot of the time, that's because we would rather shut ourselves off and only plan, only look forward and not back because it's easier for us to do that. When people come to me initially in my business now, it's massively common for them to think that they are being productive because they're busy, because they feel burnt out, because they're overwhelmed with just how much they've got on. But being busy and being productive, you already know this, they're not the same thing. Doing stuff doesn't create success for you, but doing the right stuff will. But you first need to define what success is for you and All of this sounds like forward moving motions, but it can't be done without self-reflection. Think of it a little bit like, right, getting into a car and driving for four hours. It's the difference between aimlessly driving around, maybe in a big circle versus getting in the car, putting a destination in the sat-nav, heading for four hours in the direction that you want to go. In both cases, you've spent the same amount of time. You've probably spent the same amount of energy, but the time invested in both cases has given you a completely different result. One took you in circles, the other one took you closer to where you wanted to be. And you're only going to be able to see that if you get to the end of that four hours, you switch the engine off and you're like, okay, so I've just spent all this time and energy driving around. What happened, right? People want, we want to get out the car and not do any sort of review of how it went, And I often see at the beginning of working with people that they are busy, sometimes to the point of overwhelm, but they're busy doing the wrong things. They're busy saying yes to the wrong things. They're busy prioritising the wrong things. And when we do the wrong things, i.e. the things that don't take you any closer to where you actually want to be, it's not, it doesn't just keep you stuck. It can also be a huge energetic drain because you are busy, you are doing stuff, but also with the weight of knowing in the back of your mind, subconsciously, it's not the stuff that will make a difference to you. And that shit gets heavy. And that's normally when people come to me, it's normally where they're at. And none of it is intentional or on purpose, right? We don't set out to fail. Typically, we head into each week motivated and pumped and ready and thinking that we're making the right choices and heading down the right path. Typically, people are working hard and genuinely heading into each day with the right intention with to be productive. And But if you lift the veil, what quite often that you'll notice is usually happening is They're doing a tick list of shoulds, in inverted commas. They're doing everything they think they should do or are supposed to do. And they arrive at the end of every day, often feeling like a hamster on a wheel. So that's what I want to talk to you about today. Today, I want to talk to you about the power of reflection, the power of reviewing. And if you're someone who's been resistant to it and you can hear what I'm saying does apply to you, I want to help change your mind a little bit on on it today because as you can hear everyone including you including me we're all busy but where is your busyness coming from and when you do the busy things where does it lead you to does being busy with the things that you're being busy with help you actually be productive which is to say 
Did you identify a goal and the actions that you actually did move you closer to that goal? Or did the majority of things that you actually did keep you driving in circles? These are just a few of the questions that come up when we review. And I want to first address the reason why you might feel resistance at helping. If you heard the last episode right, what you will have heard me talking about, so episode 81, what you will have heard me talking about was some of the things that I have done over the last 15 months, running Thrive Together, running a business. And you'll have heard me explain that some of the things that I did and didn't do, looking back with hindsight, they weren't coming from the right place. Some of them were ego-centered actions that just made me feel good. Some of them were people-pleasing actions that made me feel like I was avoiding conflict or scarcity. And I teach this stuff (laughs) and I'm telling you this to help you try and answer the question, why do I find self-reflection hard? And it's very simple. It's because it is hard. It's hard to look back with honest eyes and see where you've put a ton of effort in and it's not been aligned to your goals or your values. It's hard. It's hard to look back and face the fact that you didn't be the best version of yourself or the version you'd like to think you are. And above all, it's hard to look back and take ownership for the reasons that you weren't, you're not where you want to be now. So what, you know, what do we do? Do we skip the reflection part just because it's hard and therefore we only plan? And I see this myself inside Thrive Together when people come to hour one on a Monday. Some people turn up to hour one and I can see they're pumped, they're ready to, it's, it's like getting a new journal or starting a new year. They're ready, they're welcoming in this new week. But I can see because I can tell they haven't got that grit about them. And that grit comes from, oh, I see that you've reflected. I see that you're carrying a few scratches on you from where you've reflected and you've seen parts of yourself you'd rather not. And I can tell sometimes when people haven't reflected on the previous week, because it's like the shiny and new, you know, (laughs) the shiny and newness, it's not really real. They haven't asked themselves the really uncomfortable but really fucking important questions because they don't want to see the answers. We don't want to, it's what I call results honesty. There's a whole, um, not episode, workshop. There's a whole workshop inside Thrive Together on results honesty and also a private podcast episode as well where we can literally see the reasons we aren't getting the results we want to be getting because it's so much easier to be confused. It's so much easier to be blissfully unaware. It's so much easier to be like, I just don't know why I'm not signing new clients. I just don't know why I'm not achieving my health goals or getting that promotion. It's easier to be here as opposed to asking the difficult questions of yourself. You know, did you show up for yourself the way you wanted to this week? What conversations if you engaged in any this week or with other people or inside your own head, did they empower you? How? Did you wake up and do the things that made you feel good? Or did you wake up and watch the news again, scroll on your phone again, compare yourself again? How did you spend your time? Was that useful? Did you spend it moaning and complaining and gossiping? Or did you spend it intentionally focusing on the things that you do want in your life, the energy you do want to bring in, having conversations about what you do want, as opposed to replaying the same old shitty stories about what you don't want? Did you take action that aligns in the direction of where you want to be? 
Or did you get in the car with no destination and sat nav and just drive round and round and round? Can you see, can you see that the reason we can feel so much resistance is because we'd rather not hear the answer to some of those questions. This is why I love the method, the Thrive First method so much is because it's like a never ending cycle of plan, do, review. Each week in our one, we plan things out. Then as we navigate our week, we're in do mode. So we, every single day, we're, hour of each day even we're learning we're adjusting as we go and then at the end of the week we're able to look back and take an inventory and it's a mirror this work it's a mirror it is going to reflect back to you the truth about how you're using your time and your energy and not everyone wants to see that truth (laughs) of course we're not always going to like what we see but the chances are the more honesty you can cultivate within yourself the more you'll actually make progress towards the goals that are really important to you rather than it being aimlessly busy sometimes that busyness is coming from places of obligation so saying yes to things because you feel like you should but quite often we're just repeating the same patterns of thoughts and behaviors week after week after week and the trick with self-reflection is to welcome in not only the objective facts about what did and did not happen but also more importantly, to acknowledge the thoughts and the feelings that you had along the way too. And this takes skill. This is a skill that can be cultivated because to do so, to do that, to be able to look back and say, okay, well, I can see that I avoided that task. Oh, why was that? Oh, I was feeling this way. It takes for you to practice doing that reflection without self-judgment and without self-criticism because you can almost guarantee this is where your resistance is coming from. It's coming from shame. When you get really honest with yourself and you don't like what you see, and then you add a thick slather of judgment and criticism on the top, there is a high chance that you're using self-reflection, not as an opportunity to learn and take the lessons, but as an exercise in inducing shame. And that that's really not what this is about at all. We're not reflecting back so we can reinforce an identity that aligns with the things that we did wrong so let me stop using fancy words and make this really real if you're doing this it'll sound like oh yeah look I procrastinated all day on Wednesday what an idiot I am I never follow things through and there's the proof of that that's what that sounds like with judgment and criticism but instead we want to be reflecting with the intention of learning so it will sound more like okay I can see on Wednesday I didn't do any of the things that I said I was going to do. That's interesting. What was I avoiding? Why was I avoiding that? Okay, so I can see this is something that intimidates me. Why might that be? What old stories or old beliefs might I still be holding to be true there? Can you see the difference? One sounds like blame and shame and the other sounds curious. It's it's asking questions that are probably going to bring about similar answers. But one is this very judgy voice and one is this very neutral curious voice but the important thing is that you actually do it because even if you do the weekly review and you hear the voice of shame and blame come out it helps you to realize that actually this is what's going on in your head anyway all you're doing by doing a self-reflection practice is you're bringing it to the forefront all you're doing is making the unconscious conscious and what i'm saying here is your thoughts are already in your head So if you are 
the voice of blame and shame, you're already condemning yourself. So what I'm saying here is it's better that you bring that out. So at least you can see it. At least you can see if you're being a dick to yourself from that place, you can then create change, but you can't create change from unawareness. And what I find time over time, the more people regularly do a practice of self-reflection, the more they realize they're actually being a knobhead to themselves and they can start being kinder to themselves because they can actually see and they can, they can, better create a chance of creating intentional change. So going back to the last episode where I talked about my own lessons as a business owner over the last 15 months, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy to admit, never to myself, never mind on a podcast where I honestly forget that the whole world could actually listen to this. Not that they do, but when like people come up to me that I know in the street and they're like, oh, I listened to the last episode. I'm like, oh my God, I forgot that. I forgot <laughs> that you can do that. Um, but what my point anyway is it's not easy to look back and not like what you see, especially when you know you have the ability to be in control of it. But if we don't do that, we're literally robbing ourselves of, of an opportunity to grow. We're just, for the sake of comfort, for the sake of kidding ourselves that there's nothing we could do better because we'd rather not look, we'd rather not see, we'd rather keep it out of our line of vision because when we bring it in and when we shine a spotlight on it, it just highlights what we haven't practiced, the art of self-kindness and self-compassion. Because when you look back and you don't like what you see, it requires you to increase your self-compassion in order to create change. Because if you don't do that, then you're going to be looking back with that voice of judgment and criticism and blame and shame. And that's where I want to wrap up this episode is just by pointing out that none of this is about being a sergeant major to yourself. None of this, it takes strength actually to be kind and compassionate to yourself in the moments where you want to berate yourself for being so stupid or disorganized or such a plonker. You know, it's easy to, it's easy to repeat patterns of shame and blame, but I want you to see that it's getting you nowhere. So not only am I telling you in this episode, whether you're a client of mine or not, the power of self-reflection, but I'm also imploring you to practice it because in doing so, you're going to be building a muscle of self-honesty, self-compassion, and therefore increasing your self-trust because isn't that, isn't that what this is about anyway? Of course, you know, you might have come to this episode thinking this was only about achieving your goals and productivity. And yeah, okay, that's important, but isn't it more important to feel good isn't it more important to be, be, feel like you're getting closer to yourself, you're supporting yourself, you're more at peace with yourself, more in, more self-empowered, even when you look back and don't like what you see? Let me tell you, the more you practice this, the more you will actually intentionally hunt down opportunities to be wrong about yourself, to self-improve, and to find the places where you can do better. Because you will have an underlying knowing that you've got your back regardless. When you reflect back and regardless of what you see, you'll know you've always got your back. You'll know that you'll be able to self-reflect and regardless of what you see, it won't floor you if you feel you could have done better or you could have done something different. But instead of feeling shame, you'll just feel empowered. And that's what I want for you. So please know that this comes with practice and please practice Please practice the art of self-reflection. Get really honest with yourself. 
about yourself and build a relationship with yourself through this practice of self-compassion, self-reliance, that regardless of what you see, you will always be cheering yourself on. And then from that place, then watch how you spend your time, then watch how you set goals, then watch how you talk to yourself, because I can guarantee it will change. So with that, wrapping up the episode here, please, please never forget, I am always cheering you on and I hope that you are cheering yourself on too. Thank you for being here with me today all the way to the end. My goal is to get this podcast into the ear holes of everyone who would benefit from hearing it. So I have a request for you. Please could you share this episode by clicking the share link and sending it to a friend, a colleague, and for bonus points, leave me a review on iTunes or tag me over on Instagram. If you want to contact me, the best place to find me is over on Instagram, or you can just mail me direct on contact at tlb.org.uk. All the links are in the show notes. So until the next episode, have an intentional day. I am cheering you on.